Factor.com. And now it's time for Terror Shut up and sit down. We late. Yeah, we a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we late. We we kind of had to run like an extra commercial break for you know like a like two or three minutes. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got locked out because uh, we can't remember things. There was uh, words and letters and numbers and uh, we can't remember anything. So uh, and, and they got a code to get in here that's like you know why is my mic not on? Uh, cause we have no mics. What the frack? Hold on. Yours was going up and down, but mine No. All right. What about you? Hold on. I got nothing. You ain't got nothing. How about now? How about now? Nope. How about now? Here, I turned all the mics on. We're going to turn them off. Hello. Very slowly. Very, very slowly. Here, you got the volume up on the correct one. Hello. That is so weird. Oh, there we go. Hold on. All We've right. got sound. Keep talking. Keep talking. We've got sound. You're not the blue mic. Keep talking. Hello. I'm on the pink one right now. Pink? I'm, All right. I'm on the pink. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that works. And we're good to go. God, Nobody what, knows what's going on what anymore. Goof- Amateur hour, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Oh, my God. What a goofed up afternoon. Uh, long story short, they uh, changed codes to the studio. We got the code. Did we, they, though? It, <laughs> they, 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 they got a new code for the studio and everything, which we got. Unfortunately, neither one of us remembered to bring it with us instead of, you know, just, I don't know, maybe put it in our phone or something. But, yeah, so we get here, and we're standing at the door, and we're like, do you remember the new code? Nope. We're looking through our pictures. We're like, can we take a picture of that? I remember taking a picture of that. Did you take a picture of that? No, I think I took a picture of that. one of us even took a picture of it. No, nothing. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what a fun day. You know what it is? It's because that, that Chinese rocket's coming in to kill us all, and it, uh, yeah. it threw our game off today. Roger that. Yep. Actually, we're... Can you hand me my phone? Yeah. So I can bring up the live stream yeah, thingy? Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, Jesse turned around and got like a live feed for the rocket. So everybody can keep, well, not everybody, but we can keep tabs on currently its location and all that good I stuff. I might have to switch it to the computer because, um. Well, for a lot of people stuff. out there, if you're not familiar with it right now, there is a rocket um, that is currently traveling in orbit around the Earth um, from China. That's like 100 feet long, weighing in at about 21 tons. Raw space. Uh, I think the last time checked, I think it was traveling like 14,000 miles per hour and is due to come into our orbit sometime tonight. But here's the problem. They don't know where it's going to land once it comes into orbit. Round and round it goes. Where yeah. it drops, nobody knows. There it is. Ha-ha. There we go. All right, so, I got it on the computer so my phone doesn't die. Yeah, so the crazy thing about all that is is that, like I said, nobody knows for sure where it's going to land. Um, and uh, granted, you know, before people start panicking, a majority of this thing is going to burn up when it comes into the atmosphere. But that doesn't mean there won't be some small debris, you know, that could possibly make landfall uh, that could cause some damage. You know, so nobody knows for sure. They said that they'll know within a few hours of the the impact of where stuff is going to land. And currently we are 5 hours, 23 minutes, and 40 seconds out. And it is somewhere just past Papua New Guinea. Looks like it is 
heading east and south. Southeast. <laughs> All right. There we go. East and south. That's southeast. <laughs> I'm stupid today. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing is uh, expected to deorbit in T-minus 5 hours and 23 minutes. That's just crazy. That at least they at least they get to narrow down when it's supposed to break orbit. I don't think they know for sure exactly where it's going to land yet or anything of that nature. But hey, if we get any updates while we're on air, we'll let you know. Yep, I'm watching it. Yeah, because um, years ago, um, like back in '79, you know, part of the uh, original space station had you know broke apart, came back in Earth's orbit, and was falling, and had broken into pieces and all that good stuff. A lot of it burnt up, but unfortunately, some of it did land. Like, I think it was in France, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, had caused a lot of damage, you know, the, the small particle, or not particles, but pieces of it that had came into the orbit, and it made landfall and did a little bit of destruction. Nothing like you see in the movies. It's not going to be like Armageddon. I mean, right now, I, I'm, I'm hoping, currently, that if they think this thing is going to be massively destructive, they have got a hold of Bruce Willis and uh, Ben Affleck and everybody to see if they can get rid of this thing. We need Superman. We don't need no Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is Superman. <laughs> By the way, um, I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh-huh. My mother sent me the link to that. <laughs> Why does it not surprise me? Uh, well, she's a huge help, man. Like, uh, she sent me the link. She finds all this stuff. She, uh, she knows the things. It's not surprising. Your mom is into, like, so many... Uh, she's like us. She's into the paranormal. She loves conspiracy theories and all kinds of stuff like that. And she's not like crazy or nothing. She just it takes interest in it like we do. And so she follows all this stuff. And, uh, and of course, it's your mother who sent the link <laughs> for this. Here we're two guys in media and didn't think to look this up, and your mom did. Yeah, we're idiots. <laughs> we're so ridiculous. there you go. For, for we're mo- not idiots, but we're ridiculous. <laughs> so remember that for Mother's Day. If you're worried about your Earth being destroyed, check with your mom. She probably knows. Yep, yep. So remember. By the way, Mother's Day. happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes, for all you mothers, happy Mother's mothers. Day. <laughs> mothers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so this Mother's Day hopefully won't end in Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some people's houses it may. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It'll if you forgot, this is rocket. your warning. And yeah. if you're listening to this on the podcasting platforms, you're late. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to us on our podcast on you know Apple and all that stuff and iHeartRadio, yeah, you're too late. Um, <laughs> if you're doing the live show, then, well, at least you know you got five hours and 20 minutes currently to get your mother a present. <laughs> yes, right now. Go. Five Walgreens out. has everything. Everything. Man, that's cheap, though, dude. For Mother's Day, you're going to send people to Walgreens. Dude, I can walk in Walgreens right now, buy three things, and spend $45. I don't want to hear cheap. Uh, that's true, yeah. I mean, Walgreens... Mm-mm. Yeah, but if you're going to get your mom a, you know, a nice present, I mean, Walgreens? Walgre- yeah. Walgreens is where you could go to get a card and like maybe a little stuffed animal. Chocolates. Okay, chocolates. Good chocolates. Like uh, dope chocolates. But it's your mom, dude. You're just going to get her chocolates and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, my wife. I uh I uh today's my mom's birthday and tomorrow's Mother's Day, so like Oh, so your mom gets the nice stuff, your your wife just gets the whatever from Walgreens. <laughs> she she swears up and down like she doesn't want anything. She wants to do it when Jackson's older, Dude, which is okay. Ridiculous. Hold on, hold on. For I'm like, uh, nope, that's a trap. Time out. That yeah. is a trap. I was. I'm glad you. I'm glad you caught on to that. For anybody listening out there, the moment that your significant other says, "I'm not worried about it. You don't have to get me anything. Go shopping. Right it's now. A trap. 
Because if you don't, and then they turn around and they look at you, just thinking, well, they're going to surprise me. They're going to get me something anyways. And then you don't, you ain't going to sleep ever again. You're shot. Yeah, you're done. But I'm lucky for me, I make one hell of a breakfast. Yeah. And that dude, like, it's going down. Like, everybody's going to be hating on the breakfast tomorrow because it's going to be... Good. I can give all good. of you some advice out there. You know, I'm 48 years old. I'm not like, you know, old. I'm not young. I'm in between, but I've definitely been around the block. There's two words in the English language that you never, ever want to hear ever come from your wife or girlfriend. And that is, I'm fine. When you hear those two words, things are not fine. They're not. If you think they are, no. They're not. I promise you. I don't care what the situation is. Honey, I forgot to take out the trash. Uh, And then later on, they're quiet, and you come up, and you're like, are are you mad or something? I'm fine. No, they could even just look at you and go, I'm fine. You know, even when they just do the, I'm fine. They're not fine. They're contemplating your death, I promise. They are. They they, they are. What is that? Anger management? Calm down. I'm calm. Calm down. I'm calm. Dude, you're like blowing out my eardrums when you do that. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, God. Bless, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't think my headphones are hooked up. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not. So, yeah, that's a good thing about the uh, the, the situation with um, what's going on with the, the rocket thing right now. This, this is a good part of it. Is once again, I want to put out there that it's probably going to be burning up and breaking up. And, and look. The the Earth is covered by 70% water. The probability of it hitting the water is much higher than it landing on land. But nobody can guarantee it yet. It's a kind of a wait-and-see kind of deal. they got to wait for it to break orbit to actually figure out the trajectory of where it's going to hit. So that's the reason why they said that they only have this window of a couple hours to be able to narrow down where it's going to hit if it is well, going to make landfall. They, they, yeah, they know where it is. I mean – we're tracking it currently. They just don't know when. Wow, it's pa- it paused. So no, we don't know where it is currently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're they're tracking it, you know, live as we speak. They just don't know when it's going to fall, and that's the big problem. I think the the speed that that thing was making. I think they said that it was circling the Earth every, eighteen thousand miles an hour. Yeah, it's, it's circling the Earth like once every two hours, I believe. I Possibly, mean, I dude, that's moving. That's cruising. Yeah. I mean, it it was just over Papua New Guinea. Now it's almost over New or by New Zealand. See, the thing that that you have to take into consideration is like, even with like a, a bullet, it's not the size of the bullet; it's the speed that does the damage. Now, granted, yes, there is of course size goes into that too, but really, it's the speed. The faster the speed, the more of a um, not so much as damage, but more that it can pass through an object. More penetration. Exactly. So if you have an object that's hitting the Earth at a very high rate of speed, then it's going to go deeper into the ground, which makes bigger boom coming up and blowing out um, from the impact. So hopefully this thing will break orbit. It'll start catching on fire, break apart, slow down, and everything will be good. A lesson to be learned from there, it's not the size of the bullet. It's the speed of penetration. There you go. <laughs> Remember that, guys. It's not the size. It's the speed of penetration. Don't forget that. That's our PSA for the day. <laughs> That's all I could think about when you said the size doesn't matter. It's like, well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of guys want to believe that, but whatever. <laughs> what? People from NASA like bigger rockets. <laughs> Let's be real. 
<laughs> a little rocket's uh, not going to get you to Mars. No, no. You need fuel capacity. Fuel capacity. Gas you need fuel tank. capacity, which with fuel capacity, you need a bigger rocket. Because let's face facts, if you're just going to the moon, a little rocket will do the job. If you want to go to Uranus, you need a bigger rocket. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> so also today, too, we're going to be talking about a couple of things with dealing with Bigfoot. Uh, the reason why we decided to talk about this, it was kind of last minute. A friend of ours, Kim Rutherford, had uh, called me, and she knew of three people that in the last week, three separate people had witnessed a Bigfoot near uh, was Highway 44 um, out towards, like, central Florida. And... Um, I tried to get them to come on, at least one of them, to talk about it. Three different people in three different areas. Yes, in three different Within areas. Within like a mile and a half-ish? Yeah, it was like a mile and a half-ish, roughly, apart from each other. And this thing was cooking, too, because they all seen it in a very short amount of time apart from each other. So, anyways, long story short, we uh, decided to talk a little bit about different theories of Bigfoot and what Bigfoot could be. Does Bigfoot exist? Um, and hell, we'll even take your opinion on it. If you want to give a phone call at 941-745-1490, that's 941-745-1490, um, we will take your opinion on whether or not you believe in Bigfoot, don't believe in Bigfoot. If you've seen a Bigfoot, you know, whatever, feel free to call in. But in the meantime, we, uh, it, it's kind of crazy because one of the most craziest theories I've heard, and we were just talking about this in the parking lot, actually, when we are outside, um, is that they believe the Bigfoot could be an interdimensional being. And this, and, and bear with me, folks. Okay. I'm not saying I believe in Bigfoot. Okay, I'm going to put that out there first. I'm not saying I don't believe in Bigfoot. I'm not saying I believe in Bigfoot. I'm just giving you the theories that have come from other people. And one of the theories is that if Bigfoot is real and exists, he could possibly be an interdimensional being, hence why there's ever, never true evidence found of a Bigfoot. Um, that they travel from in between dimensions. And that's the reason why people will see it, but you never find, like, a carcass of a Bigfoot anywhere or anything of that nature. Some people believe that they could be aliens, that this is a form that they are on their planet. You just happen to see it while I was here on Earth and visiting, and that's why we can never once again find a carcass or anything of that nature. I'm telling you right now, there's people out there that have had stories that they found carcasses of Bigfoot, that they have one, everything else. Every single one has been debunked and proven, no, it's not real. They were taken by the alien reptilian overlords. And that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you know, there are the people out there that kind of do a little more of the mainstream, you know, cryptozoology and to say, no, it's just uh, another form of like, you know, possibly a primate, something like that, um, that is in different locations, because the strange thing about it is with Bigfoot, there are stories about Bigfoots really all around the world. You know, up in the Himalayas, he got the Yeti. Big feet. Yeah. Okay, big feet, whatever. He prefers big feet. Okay. Oh, what, you talk to him? It's my cousin. <laughs> there you go. He is interdimensional. <laughs> so, with that being said, you know, you have like the Yeti, the Yeti up in the Himalayas. Um, you have Bigfoot in most parts of the country in the U.S. Uh, down here, we have the Skunk Ape. Uh, another name for it is Sasquatch, which was actually given uh, given the name by Seminole Indians, um, which is pretty crazy because even the Indians seen what they believe is a Bigfoot in their description and stuff, and that's what they called it was Sasquatch. Um, there's other people that believe that uh, here in Florida especially with the, uh, the, the skunk ape that people have seen, what they describe is more of like a giant primate opposed to a very furry humanoid that people typically you know, uh, describe as a Bigfoot that they've seen. 
And with that being said, there has been a lot, you know, I mean, we're known for being, like Sarasota, prime example, my hometown, is known for being a circus town. You know, we had Ringling, Barnum, and Bailey Circus there. And so we've had many traveling circuses come through here. They wind up getting uh, basically bankrupt. You know, they, they shut everything down. And a lot of these people have just let the animals loose out there. You know, back decades ago, a lot of this area of Florida was nothing but swamps and woods. You know, it's like itty-bitty towns in between. And so they would let these things loose out there in the woods, or they would break out of their cages and get loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, what was it, just a, just a couple of years ago, we had a, a, we had a I think it was a chimpanzee that got loose at one of the zoos that they were chasing all over Tampa. I, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And they found it in somebody's backyard, you know, playing on the playground. Chilling. <laughs> yeah, they, they came and got it with a, you know, trank gun, put it to sleep. They didn't want to kill it. You know, they just put it to sleep and took it back and... You know, took it back to the zoo. Man, you know that monkey was having a blast, man. Oh, yeah. He had a day pass out on the town. He was swinging by trees, just having like, a good what old is time. That? Oh, what is that movie? Um, Zookeeper? No, Zookeeper? Oh. Oh, God. See, now you're making me... You you, you talk. Okay, I'll keep talking. Talk, yeah. <laughs> now you got to look it up. So, and then uh, also, too, like decades ago, this is something Kim had sent me, too, uh, was uh, Johnny Weismuller. Now, for people who are, like, my age... <laughs> You'll be familiar with Johnny Wise, you know. Yes, zookeeper. Good Lord, man. Don't give me a coronary. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so Johnny Weissmuller, uh, he was the guy who played Tarzan, the old, like, you know, TV shows, the old black and white and everything on TV. And he had a huge, huge estate here in Florida. And, of course, after he had passed away and, you know, the estate went bankrupt and all that, a lot of the animals that were there, they actually just let loose. You know, I mean, we're talking all kinds of animals, including monkeys, chimpanzees, all that stuff. And so people are believing that because of all these zoo incidents and all that, nature finds a way that maybe these things have found other ones because they do. I mean, like, their are noise that they make. I mean, it travels for miles. Mm-hmm. They could have found other ones that were loose out there. They could have been, you know, still, you know, like I said, nature finds a way procreating, and, and we still have loose monkeys and chimpanzees and all kinds of stuff out there. Well, I was watching, walking in, uh, wow, watching a documentary the other day on um, mountain lions mm-hmm. and how, like, they're the only big cats – left in america and most of them you know you have some in southern florida but you have most of them out in the uh plain states and stuff Mm -hmm. and out towards colorado and all that well they can travel over like five states and like their home range is a hundred miles normally Mm -hmm. but if it's a male looking for a female he'll travel everywhere everywhere so i mean i'm i'm pretty sure it would be the same with you know an orangutan or Something like that. Kind of goes without saying. I mean, when you see guys here who are buying mail order brides from Russia, you know, they'll, they'll travel anywhere. So, yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's... I think it's just a mail thing. It has nothing to do with animals. True. Just mail in general. Mail, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so that's one of the other theories out there is that this is just a lot of different animals that have been released, you know, out there, you know, that have found a way to procreate and continue on, you know, generation after generation. Uh, and the average, like, orangutan lives to be, like, 70, 80 years old. It's not like, you know, that like, I'm a dog person, I even hate to say this, but the typical dog is anywhere between, like, we'll say 10 to 20 years on a lifespan, on average. You know, an orangutan is more like a human. It's going to live for, like, a good 70, 80 years, you know. And so this thing, you know, an orangutan that could have been loose back in, like, you know, the 70s would, you know, if it was young, would still be alive, obviously, out there messing around in the woods and all that and having a good old time. And not only that, but they're intelligent beings, too. 
they will find a way to survive. They will find food. They will find oh, yeah. water. They they have a natural instinct innately inside them. They know how to survive. I mean, hell in Florida, we see people all the time with banana trees and stuff like that. I mean, uh, you know, normally you associate with primates with bananas and stuff, but they eat ants, they eat other protein items. I mean, yeah. hell, I think sometimes they eat other uh, primates. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have been known. I mean, they have been known to cannibalize. That's for sure. They'll uh, they'll they find a way. Yeah, and so for the average person out there. In Florida, camping, you're not expecting to see, you know, an orangutan. You're not, you're not expecting to see Clyde come up in the middle of the night, you know, tearing up your campsite and all that. And so to you, this orangutan could be like all of five feet tall, but in your mind, you're petrified over this animal that's in the dark, and very hairy, very large. Feet tall. Yeah, now it's like 50, exactly, 15 feet tall, 800 pounds, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. So, and I mean the uh, the foot and footprint and everything is very similar to ours. I mean, fingers are longer, or toes are longer, but I mean, yeah, yeah. it's extremely similar. Yeah, I mean, and so with that being said, I mean, you know, because time and time again, I've heard people say, "Oh, well, if they've been in in you know captivity all their life, you know, there's no way they can survive in the wild." That's not true. Some animals, yes, but an orangutan, chimpanzee, most primates. No, they can't escape to the wild, and they can survive. They may not be proficient at it, but some do get lucky, and they continue on. Let's break that down, though, because, I mean, even our domesticated dog and cat population, Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to be able to survive in the wild, but they do have instincts, and they can go feral. Like, there's a couple guys on farms up north where I just was a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. who has dogs that won't eat their dog food anymore because they're out taking down deer. I mean, they're they're still you know wagging their tail and being friendly with humans and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're they fall up back at, on their natural instincts. Yeah, and they they all go out and pack hunt a deer like you know they were wolves. Yeah, because like, like prime example, Clearwater Marine Aquarium, they have dolphins there, um, and, and and time and time again we've seen PETA you know come out there and go, why don't you let them free? Why don't you let them free? Those animals cannot be let free, and it's because of health issues they will not survive. Well, and that they, and they cannot echolocate some of them you know, to where they can actually find their fish. Um, other ones because of their their bodily injuries, they couldn't catch a fish that they tried in order to survive. So those type of animals, yes. Well, it's also age too, because dolphins too, yes. are highly intelligent, but they have to be taught everything. They yes. don't they don't have that natural instinct. Yeah, I, exactly. I think I was talking to one friend of ours there, and they uh, actually put fish in with Nicholas the dolphin, and he made he, friends with it. Yeah, he hung out with them. They're yeah. his boys. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just a friendly guy and likes to play. So, yeah, so, like, but in the situation with Nicholas, Nicholas also, you know, his mother had died when Nicholas was very, very young, you know, and and he almost died, too, and they rescued him. And since he didn't have that mother companionship to teach him how to hunt and everything else, he never developed that. But it was because of his injuries, it it took years, you know, just a long time to rehabilitate him to to help him survive, period. But now he's all nice and happy and in his pool and good to go. It's and like trust me, to... those dolphins there, they eat better than we do, I promise. We we both used to be there, so we know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so very well taken care of. But but my point being is, there. yes, there are certain animals in certain situations, yes, you cannot release to the wild because they will die. But with these situations, a lot of these primates that they had back then, they roamed these grounds that they lived on, so they were somewhat already in nature. Yeah, it's part. like um oh god I can't remember the animal it's a animal that is from Africa it's a um it's a deer like creature mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it but they're like really good they're super popular in Texas now they're just as good as beef it's like beef for Texans now because a they're like super populated now they hate the cold 
that uh, big cold flash we had killed a bunch of them. But they first had them on ranches and stuff and, mm-hmm. like, fenced in. But now there's a lot of them running wild and out there, and they're procreating like crazy, and they're surviving. Yeah. I mean – And trust me, like we said, nature will find a way. And prime example, look at Florida's population now for freaking pythons and boa constrictors down in the Everglades. They are not nope. from there. People who had had them had let them go, you know, at, at, at certain times, and they have wound up procreating because when they procreate, they have, I think, hundreds of little snakes. And so throughout time, these things have procreated, and now they are running rampant down in the Everglades. They have to send people down there to hunt these things and kill them oh, yeah. because if not, it will mess up the ecological environment. It really will. It will, destro- it will destroy that circle of life. Yeah, they're invasive you know? species. I yes. mean, uh, it just it's, it's like with the lionfish, same thing. Lionfish, yeah. um, they're not meant to be here, and when you see them, there's you like take Paku them out. loose, and um, I think it was one lake that someone let Paku loose as mm-hmm. a uh, relative of the piranha. Mm-hmm. Except normally, oh, yeah. <laughs> normally they uh, eat um, Brazil nuts, mm-hmm. and their teeth are developed for Brazil nuts, but um, and oh, other, and other parts of yeah. where they are, and they don't have Brazil nuts to feed on, um, they turn carnivorous. Um, actually, I think Jeremy Wade did a um, uh, uh, was a River Monsters episode. So you're on, talking about a fish that can crack a, a Brazilian nut? Yeah, they that call, now is carnivorous. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they called it. They literally did an episode on it called the Ball Crusher because like it I literally it. got a hold of somebody's testicles and. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> so I mean, invasive species are not a good thing <laughs> yeah. at all. See, this is why we can't let nature just run loose. You can't do that. People's testicles are at stake. you got to quit letting all these animals loose. If you keep letting them loose, people are going to lose testicles across the nation. So it's got to stop. <laughs> all right. So, But that is a true story. I've heard about it, too. It just I couldn't remember the fish's name or anything. But, man, that is that is just crazy. But um, so, yeah, so we do have a lot of, you know, evasive species down here that should not be here. Um, but it's like that all over the country. You know, people taking animals to these different locations, and they want to own an exotic pet. Then they realize they can't take care of it, and then they let it loose, and then, well, you see what happens, you know. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me to just, uh, like, seriously, it wouldn't surprise me one day we just hear about, like, a, a tiger attack in the middle of, like, you know, Daytona or something. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it just wouldn't for real, surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me anymore. No, I, nothing, nothing should surprise us anymore because, I mean, as a – on a global scale – We've got so many animals going back and forth from different areas. We have animals that are where they shouldn't be and animals mm-hmm. where – I mean if we wanted to really repopulate something, all we got to do is stick it in an area where it would be like the apex predator. Yeah. That would be terrible for the environment that we stick it in, but yeah. that is – what's endangered? What's the big carnivore that's well, endangered? Look at us. We became the apex predator and look what happened. Yeah, now yeah. now we're bottom of the barrel because we don't hunt anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, let me take that back. A lot of us do not hunt anymore. There's a lot of people yeah. out there that hunt and can't I don't, survive off the land. I don't hunt. I fish. Now, and don't get me wrong. I have nothing against people who want to go out there and hunt and, and go get you know animals for food and all that. I have nothing against that at all. As long as you're doing it by the law, doing it the right way, don't have an issue with it at all. I really don't. Sometimes it does actually help the environment for what they're doing because these hunting rules and regulations are put in place in order to keep the species actually alive and not get too out of control to destroy other species and such. 
So I, I, as long as you're obeying the law and stuff like that, I have not a problem with, with hunters that want to go out there and, you know, go get hog and stuff like that. Because trust me, I love some good hog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah wild hog is really good. Yeah. The only thing is they don't have enough belly fat to uh, get any bacon off of. That's true. Yeah. It's a pity. But, but like, you I know, mean, but alligator. Turkey? Yeah, wild turkey. All this oh, stuff. alligator. I love, don't even get me started. Yeah, I, I don't mind wild turkey. I like it on the rocks. So I do like wild turkey. Um, I got to chase it. And trust me, I've killed quite a few wild turkey. (laughs) But, um, but but like growing up, you know, with, with my family, of course, you know, I was taught how to hunt and how to skin and the whole nine yards. Um, when I was in my teens, we used to hunt rabbits and stuff. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people out there like, no, not the fluffy bunny. But yeah, we did, you know, but we ate the bunny, you know, we ate the food. Yeah. And and normally hunters are the ones that are more into conservation than exactly people that talk about it all the time because conservation hunters want to conserve the animal that they go out and harvest. Exactly. And most of the time they're doing it in a responsible manner. Where they're taking responsibility for A, their food source, and B, they don't let much of it go to waste. I mean, they may let some innards go to waste, but there's guys out there that will use the intestines for sausage. Yeah. They'll, they'll literally sit out there and cut the meat off the ribs of a deer or um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the critters out there well, to make sausage out of, but they're not letting anything – they tan the hides. Yeah, and like you and me, we're both avid fishermen. You know, We both go fishing, crabbing. Um, uh, Jesse and I, we it, I know a lot of people who work in radio together that they, they do shows together, but they don't really hang out together in their off time. Jesse is like my little brother, so it's like we still hang out even when we're off air. You know, we go fishing together, you know, cook together, all that kind of stuff. Spoon, you know, we do the whole thing. Um, I'm the big spoon. I know, right? But, uh, yeah, so, like, we've gone crabbing together and stuff like that. But we do everything by the book and by the law because we want we want to be good conservationists at the same time. But, yes, we love to eat seafood, so we love to fish. We love to go crabbing and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just FYI, South America, you're in range. Oh, it's over South America now? Yep. All right. It's cooking, man. It's really cooking. Damn, that thing is flying. Holy cow. But, um... So anyway, so with that being said, you know that like I said, this is not to explain away Bigfoot. This, I don't want to take away from people who have had their own sightings and and seen you know a Bigfoot you know nine feet tall, eight hundred pounds, anything like that. Hey, for all I know, they did see something like that. I'm just saying that maybe not all things that they have seen, not them in particular who saw that, but other people that have seen what they thought was a Bigfoot was a Bigfoot. That it could be other types of animals and situations that this happened. Um, Brown bears, black bears, they've been – I mean, we got bears here in Florida, too. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they will walk on their hind legs. And when they walk on their hind legs, they They're are big. huge. Big. Yeah, so Massive. it very much could be uh, – because the first uh, – one of the things a bear will do whenever it comes upon something that they deem as a threat – they, they do like other animals do. They make themselves appear to be larger. They'll make a whole lot of noise, rush at it. Sometimes they will stand up on their hind legs, to obviously to appear much bigger and more uh, dominating to scare the animal away or, you know, to scare it where they could kill it and eat it, you know, one or the other. And, uh, yeah, so a brown bear or a black bear, you know, especially here in Florida, man, they are huge when they stand up. I mean, there's bears that have been like 9, 10, you know, up to like, I think, like even 12 feet tall. You know. They're huge. I mean, yeah, they're, and then when you get out west, I mean, they're even bigger. Yeah, they're even bigger. I mean, up north, get your big old Kodiak, you dude. know. Dude, you're talking about when it stands up like 15 feet tall. <laughs> but you can eat those too. I yeah. mean, they're they. You Good have to luck. Get, I ain't taking it down. <laughs> you gotta see. This is where like I get into a kind of mixed feelings about it because 
you need you know something that's a pretty heavy caliber for that. Yeah. And it is population control because if you have too many apex predators out in the wild, the food source and the environment gets decimated yeah. because it decimates the ecological life. environment. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And then, I mean, but the only thing about bears that you have to watch is, like, trigonosis. It's a disease that it can be transferred to you, mm-hmm. so you have to, like, cook it well done every time. But, I mean, there's several guys out there. I've known a couple of them that go out, and they'll harvest a bear, and once again, nothing goes to waste. And most of these guys, again, are heavy into conservation. So what's the side effect of trigonosis, if you get it? Um, It's a... Uh, I don't know. Is it like a skin disease? It's like a mite almost. Yeah. I, I feel like, hold on, let me. Okay, you look that up in the meantime. But so there, there's also that circumstance, you know, with <coughs> here being in Florida that, yes, we do have bears. And, yes, that could have been something that someone has seen. Now, going into the flip side of the coin, could it be Ooh. a rare species of animal? You know, like cryptozoology people believe. You know, uh, they believe it's a cryptid of a type of primate that is out there that we just haven't, you know, seen or experienced yet um, and have the, the science behind. Is it possible? Sure, because, I mean, you got to think, throughout this entire country, it's very easy for an animal to hide in the woods for millennia with nobody knowing about it. You know, it's just the right place, right time to come across it. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, you there's know? people that are living in the backwoods somewhere yeah. that – don't see people and they live there and survive off the land yeah exactly and so yes yeah, so there is that situation it could be some but the the problem is is anytime an animal dies out in the wild you usually find some type of carcass or something some remnant of it ever existing and they just have never found any proof of it except for like these tracks that they find yeah you know uh, the occasional fur that they found that they said oh yeah we had to test it and they can't prove what it is if they can't prove what it is, that doesn't mean that it's a not – it doesn't mean that it's an unknown species. It also means it could be a type of material that they're not sure of what it is. Yeah, it could be like coconut hair or something. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like when you get a tainted DNA, you know, uh, sample, like a hair sample. Yeah. You know, you can't prove that it belonged to this person over here because – even though it could have came from them, you can't prove it because it got tainted. Yeah, there's so many markers on there, and even when you get a DNA test, it has – it's still a percentage – Exactly. Like it's like 99.8%. It's a very high percentage, but it, yeah. I mean, you have to think about it. We have 7 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. 7 billion people on the planet. And then we've had people for a very, very long time, millions of years. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but there's someone out there or someone that has existed that could potentially have your exact DNA. Yeah. So they can dig up one of these bodies and be like, Oh, well, um, Bob died like 40 million years ago. How are you alive? It's like, I don't get this. So. Also, um, it is trichinosis. Okay. And it is a larva of a round worm. It's mm-hmm. a parasitic worm. Um, it could be found in pigs. So make sure you cook your pig well done. Oh, yeah. Any meat you always yeah. want to make sure, especially in the wild, you want to make sure you cook it. Pigs, bears, foxes, walruses, wild boars um, can give you diarrhea, abdominal cramps, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, muscle aches, high fever, facial swelling, sensitivity to light, vampire, <laughs> persistent eye infections, unexplained rashes, headaches, and chills. So, like, it'll give you the flu. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> 
So a, a eating a eating a raw bear can give you COVID. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Found it. Yeah. So once again, you know, going back to back to our our, our theories here. So yes, uh, I've seen this time and time again where we're like, and when they ran the test, they found out that the sample of hair that was given to them was of unknown origin. That doesn't once again mean that it's like an alien or it's Bigfoot. It means it could be a tainted sample. It's so overcomplicated. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you watch any of this stuff, I mean, we've talked to multiple celebrities now that. Say, you know, watching all this stuff on TV, they have to over-dramatize it to make it more interesting or to try to keep you reeled mm-hmm. in and keep you as a viewer. As, no. As, as, no. Yeah. I mean, if you actually went out there and went Bigfoot, it's like ghost hunting. You know, you watch it on TV. It's so cool. so interesting. You go do it. You're bored to death. You're bored to death for you're hours be on end. Unless you have a them. really active home or, you know, whatever location you're at. Um, but like other that jail that, that's for sale that we should buy. I know, right? 140000 140000 Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, if I hit the Powerball tonight, we're buying it. Yeah. We're going to buy it flat out and just turn that into our, our own. A house? Our own, no, not a house, but our own new business. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, totally. We we had a discussion about a couple of businesses we want to open. and Yeah. 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 We, we went off the deep end. We were both kind of like, <laughs> so I have a physical job. He, like, day job. He sits around in a van and, like, does inspections. So he's got a mental job. Like, he, he has a very mental job, and but his mental job drives him mental because he's waiting <laughs> half the day. He's a hurry yep. up and wait. Exactly. I'm always moving. I, my job's super physical but not quite mental. So yep. we get on the phone with each other, got earbuds in, and, like, we're talking back and forth, and we just spitball. We come up with the dumbest things. That's how we came up with but, this show. We but, were just spitballing back and forth. And exactly, forth. some of the dumbest things. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, I mean, actually, when we sit back and we look at what we kind of spitballed and threw out there, they kind of come full circle, put them back together, and we're like, you know what? This is actually a really good idea. If we had the capital, now it's just getting the capital uh, behind it. We'd be Jeff Bezos right now. We'd, oh, big time. We'd be like super rich. Yeah, we uh, we actually got a, a couple of really good things lined up, um, idea wise, of yeah. what we want to do. I mean, even ideas for events that um, he goes and tells Kimmy, and then like she explodes and does stuff and <sighs> ADD makes things. man, woo. love her to death, but woo. No, she she has her stuff together though. I mean, oh like, absolutely. She she'll. I'd be like, you know, hey, uh, I want to do this event at this location. Oh, you want four city blocks? What? Yeah. You no, <laughs> she. So they always say women multiply everything, everything. And Kim is the epitome of that. She'll oh, absolutely. Take, she'll take your little. It, like I want to do a a two hour show or something like that, or a two hour you know ghost hunt lecture. Blah blah blah. Oh, you want a three day event in Vegas? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually how it turns out. So we, we just throw ideas, and then she runs with it. Yeah. Uh, we got stuff building right now. God, I got hiccups. Sorry. Every we got, day. Every time. I know, man. Show, hiccups. But we got stuff going on right now for uh, for events for Voices of the Apocalypse, our television show, and also for Paraprobe, our radio show. Uh, we are getting set up. So, yes, we are actually moving forward. We got some events. We're going to be out there live in the public and doing some pretty crazy things. Mm-hmm. We are not going to get too much into detail yet until we get everything put together. And that way, when we launch the website, the whole nine yards, we'll put all that stuff out there. And, yes, we are bringing back some really cool ghost hunting events. We're bringing back some really cool UFO uh, events. It's not going to be Paraprobe and even Voice the Apocalypse. We do not just encompass the paranormal as in just ghosts. That's not what we are. We do everything from ghosts, Bigfoot, secret societies, you name it. 
I mean, we're looking at uh, doing a show on vampires. I mean, yes, yeah, it, like actual vampires, like sanguine vampires, psychic va- vampires, yeah. the vampires that are out there. Actually, like we're going to be talking us. to a person who thinks they are a real vampire. I know. It's going to be cool. <laughs> but uh, but this is the type of events we're doing. We're not doing just ghost hunting events. We're also doing Bigfoot events. We're doing UFO events. We're doing all kinds of stuff because we want to bring a lot of different you know, stuff coming to the, you know, to the public. Now, with Voice of the Apocalypse, <clears throat> the show of Voice of the Apocalypse, we're more paranormal horror and sci-fi. So that pretty much kind of encompasses everything. So we may do a Comic-Con event. We might, you know, do a, a ghost hunting event. We may do a horror event. We may do a sci-fi event. I mean, it, it it's all over the road with voices. You oh, know? yeah. So and That's why that one's so so exciting. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah, and mostly because we're uncensored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can say whatever the we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I have a concept. Don't let me forget to mention, but okay. I have a game you can play while you listen to the show. And you can go back through our shows and listen to our shows and play this game. Really? Yes. Okay, what is it? It is the Paraprobe drinking game. Ooh, okay. So, what I got so far, and this is just kind of on the fly, if anyone says interdimensional, chug a beer. If anybody says UFO, take a drink. If anybody says true story, take a drink. If Chance is in an interview and says absolutely, take a drink. If Jesse says, I mean, take a drink. If you want to do it with shots, I got you covered there, too. If I say long story short, I say that all the time. Yep. Take a shot. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) We're not telling you to do this. We're putting that out there now. If you are one of those people who choose to do your own drinking game from home when you're having fun and just hanging out with your friends or whatever, then by all means, you can do it. That's not a problem. Well, I was thinking... Um, Because, no, I am not taking the blame for people who are going to overpowerhouse drink and die. We're not telling you to do this. If you do your own drinking game, that's on you. Fair. But there's some things that you can use. (laughs) It is just a suggestion because I know this is on a Saturday night at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning or like Monday, which is a good time to drink too. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, I I figure why not? Why not make it fun? But I also have more. You can – You get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, on Monday before you go into work. You got an hour to kill. Listen to the show. Get some shots in and go to work. (laughs) Yep. So I've got more if you – I got the shots covered if you want to do alcohol. So long story short, I had to put that in there because that's too good to pass up. Yep. Take a shot. If you talk about drinking, take a shot. If we talk about fishing, take two. If we talk about Key West in any form or fashion, three <laughs> shots. If Voices of the Apocalypse comes up, take five and call it a day. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> we will post these rules. We're going to post these rules out there on our social media and everything. Uh, speaking of which, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Paraprobe Radio. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Paraprobe Radio. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Paraprobe. <laughs> that's the only one that's different. Everything else is Paraprobe Radio. If you want to you know, follow us on, Insta- uh, on uh, Twitter, it's Paraprobe. Um, and then, of course, when you go to these links for the shows, you're going to see our links in there, too, for our personal accounts. You can follow those, too. I'm not worried about how many people follow me. Just follow the show. That's all I want you to do because we're going to start getting more interactive with our social media, with the show, on a, on the events we have coming up, all the different things we got planned that we're going to be doing. A lot of that stuff is going to start launching. It's going to be getting very busy very quick. 
very, very soon. Quick. Very, very quick. Yeah. I so mean, especially with Florida, like, full-on opening up and stuff. I mean, yes. so yeah, the, we can't pass up opportunities like this yeah. at all. So things are going to be opening, and we got a lot of events already getting set up. We're talking about events happening in, like, June. You know, it's going to be like that soon. So definitely make sure you pay attention to our social media accounts and all that good stuff. So, bro, you just, you posted a thing about manatees and I didn't see it. What's up with that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're the best. Oh, okay, so I'm sitting on my back porch and I hear this big splash of water and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that is. You know, and then I kept hearing it and I'm like, okay, that's not like a, a fish jumping. It's more like a thrashing. Mm-hmm. So I look and I, and I'm looking through the mangrove, you know, from my house and I can't really see it. So I go downstairs, I walk out the back door, and the channel runs right behind my house. And there are like four manatees right there. One is a mama, and the baby is feeding on the mom. They're super dope. Yeah, so I took a video of it and threw it out there on my social media and stuff. Just out there as a PSA, if you come down to Florida, do not touch the manatees. And it's illegal. Yes, very illegal. It's the, uh, they want you to do it. They want to get you in trouble. Manatees will try their best to get you in trouble. Yeah, they, they will try, come up to they you. Try they try to look will, all cute and adorable, and they come up to you like, pet me. They will literally they, put their up. head in your lap and try to get you arrested. Yeah, they will try to get you locked up. Yeah. Do they're not that, fall for the manatees. They're like that one friend that you have. You know who that is. You know who you are. Yep. Likes to cuddle, gets you in trouble. Yep. Yep. Arrested. <laughs> but it's very true. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, the 1973 you know, Mammal Protection Act um, that if you feed them, if you give them you know, water, because manatees, they, they like to drink fresh water. They're, they're mammal, just like humans are. They like to drink fresh water. So don't be trying to feed them you know, water with your garden hose, anything like that. Don't try to pet them or feed them because, like a mammal, if you have any type of sickness, you can pass it on to them, and it will kill them. You know, so you don't want to be doing that. And the same goes for dolphins and all that. Um, but manatees, especially this time of year, they, um, you know, they're they're kind of out in force, you know, doing their traveling. Oh, yeah. It's warm. Yeah. yeah, it's warm, and they love that warm water. Yeah. Yep. So uh, just make sure you're mindful, too, when you're going down these channels and really, you know, you know narrow channels, especially shallow ones. Please, wh- wherever you're at out there on the water for your boating for the weekend, just watch your speed. You know, the manatees oh, are definitely out in full force. So be All right, we're done there. with lecturing now. Okay. So, <laughs> well, we just like to prove we actually know we're pretty well-rounded. We got a lot of knowledge to give out there. It may be useless, we, we, but we have a lot of knowledge. We know stuff that we don't even. I've probably forgotten more things than a lot of people <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I agree. I wish I had. I I know a couple guys that their mind is like a steel trap. Mm-hmm. Like they don't forget. Remember Sheldon from uh uh Big Bang Theory? Yeah. They're like him. Identic mm-hmm. memory. Don't forget a thing. I forget everything. I'm jealous. Super jealous. Because, like, you can tell me something, I'll remember for, like, five minutes, and then I'm Dory. Dude, the two of us stood at that front door of the studio for ten <laughs> minutes trying to remember a code. So it ain't just you, bro. It's both of us. Yeah. All we can remember was a letter. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was all we remembered, and that was it. So, uh, so anyways, so moving back on to, to Bigfoot here. We're going to move on to Bigfoot. Big feet. Mm. Um, so... Like I said, you know, there there are different types of uh, different parts of the world and throughout history that these things have been spotted. You know, so is the possibility that, yes, there is a giant species of a certain type of primate, you know, that's, you know, humanoid that does walk upright, you know, like we do, you know, it's bipedal. Um, it, it definitely there there could be. So I don't want to sit there and like say all Bigfoot hunters and all that stuff are liars. No, because I the people who have witnessed a Bigfoot, I was not there. I didn't witness it myself. 
So I can't sit there and call somebody a liar and all that when I wasn't there and I don't know. You're, you're talking to a guy who hunts ghosts. So there you go. Yeah, he looks for invisible friends. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, I, I can't say that every one of them are liars. But I can say that, you know, yes, there is a possibility that some of the things that they may have seen may have just been misinterpreted of what it actually was. Yeah, and there I you mean, go. And it's the same thing for hauntings, you know, that something you see. Okay, prime example. I'm on a ghost hunt once. And this this woman who was with us at the time, and I will not even say her name, we were going through a house, doing this investigation. We had cameras up everywhere, and she kicked a cord on accident, and it jerked the camera off the counter, and it smacked her in the leg. She spun and ran. So I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, tell her to calm down, you know, that she tripped over the cord. She immediately runs up in front of a friend of ours who's filming because we were filming for a TV show. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, ran up in front of the person, you know, who was talking to the camera at the time and goes, did you witness that while I was in there? The spirit threw a camera at me. It did not want me in that room. I'm going to have to return. And I literally walked up and pulled her aside. And I was like, you know you tripped over the cord, right? That nothing threw a camera at you. And she goes, are, are you sure? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I saw it happen. So... I, I I just laughed and just took it as a mistake. You know, she just got a little wrapped up in the situation, a little overwhelmed. And then she, I watched her turn right back around, look at the, you know, go back over to the people at the camera. And she goes, I'm going to have to go back in there and see this thing wants to face me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was done. Right then and there. Over done. dramatization. Yeah, big and, time. I was done. I turned and walked out. I can't. Yep. Nope. Uh, but then again, that person I mean, was no longer me. ever <laughs> allowed around an investigation with us again after that. Nope. Yep. I was like, you're done. Yeah. So, no, you you can't do it right off the mat. Like we always say, the normal will get you faster than the paranormal. Yes, the paranormal will hurt. You, or sorry, the normal will hurt you a lot faster than the paranormal. Many, many, or trip many. You up. <laughs> yes, many, many, many investigators out there have lost their shins to coffee tables. Nailed it. Yep. Be out there in the dark, roaming around in a house that you're unfamiliar with, you know, or whatever, and if something startles them, and they turn to run, and boom, there's a coffee table, boom, there's a wall, boom, there's a shelf, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, don't, when they say don't run, it's not because they want you to be brave, it's because they don't want you getting broke bones, don't run. <laughs> don't die. Yeah, you'll you wind up hurting yourself before the paranormal will. Um, so anyway, so yeah, and the same thing with if you think you see a Bigfoot in the woods, don't go running. Seriously, don't go running. And here's why. One, if it happens to be a bear, it's going to run after you. <laughs> don't run. Or a boar. Yes, or a boar. Now, if it's a boar, just try to get away from it as best you can, you know, around trees boar, and stuff like that. you can climb a tree. Yeah, if you find a tree, climb it. Get away from it. Boars are very, very vicious out in the wild when they feel threatened, especially if you're around its piglets. So... Yeah, at that point in time, climb a tree because I've, I've had friends before get treed. <laughs> For people who are from the south or do hunting, when when they hear, if you hear the term "I got treed," you know what that means. That means something got a hold of you before you could get your gun up or whatever the case may be, and you had to bail into a tree to get away from it. Mm-hmm. So, yep, um, uh, it's happened to a friend of mine out on a hunt before where a a wild boar came running out of the uh, the shrubs you know the the palm fronds and all that and before he even had a chance to get his rifle up he he, he knew it was like just too quick he just spun and he just jumped up on a tree it, thank god he was literally next to a tree he just spun and jumped up and grabbed the branch and just pulled himself up man and started climbing 
Because, yeah, he was not going to get off a shot fast enough. No, no. A lot yeah. of people can get can and do get hurt from hunting wild boar and other animals because an animal will turn on you quick. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Just like if, if you're out there. It will. Yeah, if you're out there looking for Bigfoot, it will turn on you and uh, kick yeah. your buttocks. Yeah, if you, you see, if you do happen to see a Bigfoot out there in the wild, look, here's my thing. If you can get your phone out and record it, please don't try to run after it and record because here's why. It'll eat you. One, you don't know what it is actually until you're close enough and it could eat you because it could be just a bear you're looking at. And number two. We can't see what you're looking at when you're running. I hate those videos. Every video of Bigfoot oh is all bouncy. The movies and all. that they shoot like that are so irritating. Oh, it God, is I the dumbest it, thing ever. Like, uh, what was it? It was, uh, I'm oh. going to film this UFO going by, and they film everything but the UFO yeah, in the air. Y- you don't see nothing. Like, even the video that was sent, or you sent me, or whoever sent it, whatever happened uh, last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... That was very, very good work because it was still. You can see what that was there. Yeah. Now, it was in great detail because it was a phone uh, phone camera. I'm not going mean. to lie. It was me. I filmed it. <laughs> I don't care Fair. anymore. It was me filming it. But I knew to keep my hand still as possible to film it. You know, especially when you find something far away, when you zoom in on it, any little moment movement of your hand is going to reflect back yeah. on that camera. It's going to... It's going to look like you're in the middle of an earthquake. That's why you want to keep your hands still. Now, at the same time, for safety, if you're out in the woods and something is out there with you and you're not sure what it is. Situational awareness, man. I'm not telling you to break out your phone and start filming it. I don't want you to get set up to get killed. I'm just saying if you literally see Bigfoot walking across the field, don't try to run after it. Don't try to keep up with it. If it's not coming at you and you know that you're safe, pull your camera out nice and calm. Take a deep breath. Let it out slow, and then open your camera up and hold your hand still. Quit shaking when you're filming it. It's driving, it drives me nuts. Every video footage I've ever seen of Bigfoot, all I see is trees because it's just back think, and forth, I up and down. I think it's on purpose. I think so, too. I, I mean, a lot yeah. of it is. I mean, it, it's publicity. It's um, Everybody wants to discover something at this point. Yeah. Everybody wants to be Internet famous or in- anything like that. Hell, I want to be Internet famous. For this drinking game that we put out. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Africa, you are in range. It is right over Morocco right now. Oh, so the Chinese rocket is now over Morocco? Yep. Morocco. Rocket Morocco. All right. Um, uh, what's looks our... like it's going to head uh, north into Europe. Looks like over Bulgaria. I get it zoomed out a little bit. Bulgaria and Turkey. And then it's going to drop back down towards India and... Over that way, All right. like Indonesia. And we're still looking at a time of it finally entering uh, our atmosphere. Four hours, about four hours minutes. and 33 minutes. Yes, sir. All right, so we're looking still at about four hours and 33 minutes before this uh, rocket is expected to deorbit into uh, into our atmosphere. Yep, and if you want to follow it along, I'm I'm just going to put this out there yeah, because yeah, go this ahead. is good. Um, yeah, yeah. Look for Raw, R-A-W, space on YouTube, and he has a live stream up, he, she, whatever. They have a live stream up right now. Um, their uh, little logo looks like a NASA symbol, except it says RAW, R-A-W. Yeah. And they have the uh, 
they have music playing in the background, so if you want some relaxing music while you watch and see if this rocket's going to crash and land on you, then uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and it's got a, and it's got like you know the the map laid out of the globe, so you can see you know, and it's got like a tracking line behind it, you yeah. know. So. It's got all the trajectories. Um, there are like mm-hmm. four different tracking trajectories for it. Yeah, so you can keep following this thing and see where it's going to wind up. And you see, we got a chart for the uh, atmosphere deterioration. Yeah, so like I said, I'm really not worried about it to be honest. I'm not worried about it. More than likely, a majority of this thing is going to burn up in our atmosphere when it comes through. That doesn't mean that there won't be some small damage if it does make landfall. But and more than likely, it's probably going to hit the ocean. And if you're standing on the wrong square meter, <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 250 trillion square meters of Earth surface area, if you're standing on the wrong one, <laughs> yeah. whoops. Yeah, to kind of put it in perspective, you know, the, the likelihood of you getting hit by this thing. So there you go. Um, and, and it's not going to be falling down at, you know, the size of, you know, 100. Right now, it's currently like over 100 feet long, the rocket. It's not going to be that big once it breaks up when it comes into orbit. It's going to be probably broken down to like maybe the size of like a baseball, you know, different pieces that will be free falling. Um, but it can still do damage, you know, hits the roof of a house. It could plug a hole in a house of a roof, you know, stuff like that. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens here. We don't want people panicking and thinking this is like Armageddon. No, it's not Armageddon. It's not. It's not that. Uh, but we're just waiting to see. So, anyways, we're getting ready to wrap up the show here. Um, once again, make sure. <laughs> did you just really type in "end of the world"? Stop messing with stuff, man. I'm just wondering what you're doing. Okay. Mind your business. Mind my business. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we're getting ready to wrap up the show now. Uh, we'll be seeing you again next weekend. And like I said, make sure you keep up with all of our social media. We're out there on Instagram and Facebook at Paraprobe Radio, and on Twitter it is Paraprobe. And then if you go to these links, you're going to find the links to our personal accounts if you want to follow us. It's great when people follow us because we do like to interact with our, you know, our friends and all that stuff. But trust me, you can you can follow the show more than anything else and be able to keep up with all the events and everything else that's coming on. Yep, and Chance will have a drinking game posted here soon. I've already posted it on my Instagram account. I sent it to him. And right. we'll catch you next weekend. Bye. Bye. with an earthquake, birds and snakes and aeroplane, Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world, so the zone needs, dummy, serve your own needs, beat it up and not speak, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high wire in a fire, represent seven games in the government for hire in a combat site, left to us to come in a hurry with the furies breathing down, your death. Team, my team reporters battle Trump, Kevin Croft, look at that, sought assurances that 2.1 million ballots from the state's most populous county